Okay, so we are talking about Nikias uh, being clean. Now, not as just being physically clean and spiritually clean. Um, and we, we mentioned that there's certain things which are so toxic that even a little bit of it is dangerous. You know, today where they have all of this protection, so even a very low percent of something that's toxic. They ban from our foods, they ban from our, our, our medicines because of the dangers. So spiritually toxic things also. So we started with, the, the Mikhail started with um, uh, being uh, uh, either dishonest or, or within business or in scales or in weights or in time for an employee. And now we started briefly last week talking about Nikias in Arias, in, in relationships between people of the opposite gender, etc. In our day, in our time, um, we live in a society which uh, the norms, uh, which have been here for hundreds of years, have disappeared. Uh, people have no sense of shame anymore. In my own life, uh, in the past uh, few decades, I have, I'm sure, I don't speak for myself, I'm sure all of you, have seen the dress, the the mannerisms. I mean, even when we talk about Kedusha, holiness, even I... I remember I used to see tattoos when I was younger. It would be like the real low lives, like really big low lives. Uh, and today, especially in California, it's completely like there's no idea of sanctity. There's doing. I, 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 I've uh, dealt with Bali Chuva again who've had tattoos, and they told me they've had tattoos. I mean, not, not necessarily visible. And I feel like, why do you have a tattoo? And they told me it's just normal. You know, that's. You know, that's it's not like even a rebellion. It, 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 so even in a riot, the relationships and the dealing with it today and the thought process and what's acceptable today um, is so problematic. And now, uh, unfortunately, in, as far as the ladies are concerned, there's been a lot of the news the past month about women, women who have been assaulted, uh, both in Southern California, in Hollywood, many of them. And in Northern California, in Sacramento, they just had a whole complaint about women working in um, in the in the state government. Hundreds of women filed a complaint of about being uh, assaulted or uh, made uncomfortable in different ways. Well, that's just the tip of the iceberg of what people complain about. What goes on that people don't complain about? What goes on in uh, what people through people's heads, relationships? Are, are, are problematic. Now, again, the Ramachal, the book, for better or worse, was, was written in, in a man's perspective, but this is, is applicable to men and women, all of us in, in today's time. So, the Amru Chazal, Amr Kadesh Barucho, Al Toimer, a person should not say, since I'm forbidden to have relations with Omen Hari Toivsa, uh, I'll give her a hug. I'll grab her. Uh, it's not a sin. A hug. I was, you know, I was flying back. Somebody asked me. I, I have some. Usually, I have had um, some, you know, some unbelievable stories on planes with Kirov, Hashkacha, all types of stuff over the years. Somebody asked me, and I was in Florida Sunday night. Uh, did I have any stories? I said no. But on my way back, I was like surrounded by, um, you know, more Latinas. You know, Florida has a lot of Latinas uh, and these couples, and they were so sensual. I can't even, I was like, I mind, you know, like their whole culture is huggy kissy, much more than Americans. I mean, uh, much, much more in general. I mean, I grew up in South Florida, I forget, I forget especially more than Central, more than the Mexicans here. The South Americans are like, Colombians, Argentinians, Brazilians, they're like, moochy mooch. I'm not going to get into details what that means. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, like, where is your, you know, and they were nice people. They weren't, I mean, you speak to them, they were friendly, but I was surrounded by these people all around me. And in that society, if you go to Latin America, you know, you walk in, someone's wife said, you give her a hug, you give her a kiss, you know, what's, uh, etc. French people. What? French people. 
Europeans, yeah, about Europeans as well, but not even the, the South Americans. I think are even more, to be honest, um, from my experience at least. So, but you know, what? I tell you, so you know, I'll hug her. I, uh, and, and by the way, when when they're, the people are hugging and kissing, aren't exactly dressed like uh, the woman of Hamachad. Okay, um, so no sin. I'll I'll hold her. I'll hug her. Oh shit, you know. Oshani Noishka or I'll kiss her the uh, Ainli Avon. Amar Karishbarucho Kashem Shaim Nader Nazar. So Hashem says, no, 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 no. Just like a Nazar. Everyone knows what a Nazar is? Right? Just like a Nazar who makes an oath not to have any wine. It's Asr Le'echol Anavim Lechem. He can't even have fresh grapes. Viavashem or dry. Which, what's, what's dry grapes? Raisins, or mishras anavim, or even substances which grapes, and anything which is a derivative of the grapevine, af isha she'ena shalach. So, a woman that's not yours, or a man that's not yours. In this case, for the woman, as legal ba kol ikar, v'chol mishenogea bi isha she'ena shaloi, mevi misul atzmo. It's actually the Gemara is saying this, but it's, it's a pasuk in Mishlei. Anybody who has sensual touch with oh, somebody who's not their spouse brings death to themselves. So what does that mean? It brings death to yourself. It means spiritual death. It, 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 it lowers your bar of spirituality. Right? It lowers your relationship between you and your husband. Right? A sense, the sense of touch should be reserved for, for your husband. Now, I, 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 I'm not getting into halacha here as far as shaking hands. There are different opinions. Obviously, the best thing is to not shake a man's hand if you're a lady or, or vice versa if you're a man. Um, but certainly, hugging and kissing and all of that, right, the sense of touch, uh, it, it should be reserved for a person's spouse, for someone to be holy. And, and this Misa means you bring spiritual death or you put wrong thoughts to your head. You know, he's caring. My husband's not. He's sensitive. My husband's not. Or vice versa. Right? You, you, you bring spiritual death to yourself, not necessarily physically, but it's not a, it's really a negative uh, thing. And I, you know, yes, So men are much stronger. You know, I mean, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, you know, but, but they have to come to the shear. I mean, you know, this is say men are much weaker in this. Okay, men are weak creatures. If you look what the most searched terms on the internet are, are it's not Torah and mitzvahs. Okay, if you look at the most searched images, men, uh, only a man can be happily married uh, and things are going well, and meet some strange lady and could uh, give it all up, right? It's, I mean, you really, um, I think I once said this vignette. Uh, when I was uh, in my first year of law school, I interned, I was basically learning the whole summer. So I, uh, I needed to get something on my resume. So I was, I was, there was an attorney that was... Uh, I'll skip the name. But uh, he was a very prominent attorney in Pennsylvania. He's a Balchuva. Very, very prominent attorney. And I said, do you mind if I work for you for two hours for a day for four weeks? My first year of law school, after my first year. I said, sure. So, uh, and I did. I actually worked for him for uh, two to three hours a day, whatever it was. Um, so he told me the following thing. He said uh, he had a traditional Jew come to him. Uh, to get a divorce, this, this guy was one of the biggest family attorneys in Pennsylvania and left family law primarily to go into tort law, major lawsuits, and he made a lot of money. So he told me the guy was a traditional Jew I, who I think was a doctor who left his wife and ultimately his kids for his, a nurse. So this guy, who's a Balchuva, says to this guy coming to his office, he said, you know, what are you doing? You, you're gonna, you're gonna, your kids will hate you for the rest of your life. You had a good marriage. What are, what are you doing? So he told me that the guy said to him, you know, 
I know you're right, but I can't control myself. Now, could you imagine a lady ever saying such a thing? No. So men are much weaker. I would be much stronger than men are with the women. But I want to tell you one thing. Women are, are more culpable. Right? If a woman tempts a man, the Gemara says if a woman is provocative, Temp, tempt, oh, temptation. She's culpable for that, right? If, if, if a man sits there in the middle of davening thinking about some woman, because not, not because she, she did nothing, because she did something, because she's flirtatious, or because she dressed provocatively, well, you know, obviously he's a poor, but she has a, a culpability in that. Understand this? So men are much weaker. Much, much weaker. There's a reason why cars sell with women on top of them, the modeling. And they don't sell with men on top of the modeling because women don't care about a car because there's a man on top of it, right? You know, if you whether it's a beer, do you ever see there's cheerleaders at a football game for a reason, and not there's not men cheerleaders there, right? It, 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 men are, are much weaker, but it takes two, and women have culpability, and unfortunately, the Gemara says a woman could could. Uh, be could be more easily seduced, whether actually, or to, it could hurt her impression about her husband, about or about other people. Okay, the uh, habet. Now again, you may say to me, Rabbi Levine, uh, let's be real. I'm not going to do anything. So you know, we have laws. We have traffic laws. What kind of traffic laws do we have? We have stop signs. We have red lights. We have uh, speed. Limits. Why do we have? Because if you don't, you will get into accidents, right? You will think about things you shouldn't think. You will. You, it doesn't mean you're going to end up doing something, but it means that you you will put into your mind and thing, and you will lower your spiritual level. You will lack kedusha. So see, see how remarkable this this medrash is. Lenazar, the, the Torah compares this to a Nazar. Just like a Nazar should stay away from extra things. Really what the Nazar does is he can't drink wine. The Torah forbids anything related to wine. The Torah tells us The Torah makes a siag. The Torah makes a fence. You know, the Torah creates an environment where it's spiritual. Now, of course, you can go to an opposite extreme. I was once walking Yushalayim uh, with somebody I know, and the woman asked him for direction. Do you want to answer? Do you want to answer? I don't answer, woman. Meshugana. Now he's in Meshugana. It's lacking in Midas. Right? If someone asks you a question, you just walk by them. You lack in Midas. And I'm sure when you do that... Public place. What? It's a public place. It's open. It's street. Yeah, yeah. So, again, my point is you can always take everything to an extreme. Right? And I'm, I'm sure that I know this person meant well. But that type of stuff. Right? So you can go... I, I'm not going to... I'll never forget this. Not very. Really, it wasn't that long ago. About two years ago, I'm actually in a plane story. Sit down on the plane. Is a girl sitting next to me? I'm the, I, I always, always will take the aisle seat. I don't want to have to bother other people. Rather than bother, and I don't like being the one. Who, and also, I need to get my svarim. It's you know, I'm right there. If I need my svarim, it's above me. It's, I always get. So I'm my aisle seat, and a girl's sitting right to my left. Somewhere, somewhere mid-flight, I said to her, you know, like, oh, what's your name? What are you doing? It was being friendly. You know, mid-flight, probably. Uh, she starts, and then she tells me she always had questions about Jews. And then she starts asking. And she made a comment to me. She said, you know, when you sat down, I was nervous. I read about people, Orthodox Jews, that they didn't want to sit next to women on planes. I thought you were going to ask me to leave. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. But you see, I mean, that's, that, to me, again, I, I know the people who would do such a thing mean well, but it's really not a good idea. It's really could be a chil Hashem. It's, you know, some, this girl thought when I sat down, be, I was like, come on. You know, I mean, it wasn't her fault. She had read about such things. 
but it comes from an overzealousness in us. Most of us are underzealous. Most of us are more carefree, more loose. Now, I say us, I mean general, not you ladies who are here per se tonight. But most of us are, are, are more carefree. And therefore, the Torah says you need siyog. You need to be careful. All right? Uh, you, can't, you can't go ahead and do some of these things. They make safeguards that were created to protect the Torah's laws. We learn from another. Because something, because Kedusha, because holiness is so, so important, we ask for everything around it. Right? Everything around it. I, I couldn't believe it. I was in Florida Sunday night. Florida Sunday night. My parents got honored at dinner. This dinner had 450 people. It's a big dinner, right? So, I, you know, there's all kinds of people, but by and large, 98% were Orthodox Jews. Two people I know, not married. I see the woman go over and give the guy a kiss and she go, how are you? Like a hug and a kiss. No, there are a lot of rabbis. I like, like, I think myself like, these, you know, they kiss someone else's husband. I couldn't believe it. You know, I couldn't believe it. But my point is, if you understand what kedusha is, you understand how precious kedusha is. Forgetting the fact that anyways, usher, you realize you don't want to take any chance. It's like a nuclear facility. You, you safeguard it very carefully. And the Torah is saying, Kedusha is so important, and the Yitzhahara in this area is really big. I, I, I am not at liberty to tell stories, but I promise you, I can tell you stories in this area of what people did, which would make your hair or your shaitel stand. <laughs> You're going to say to me, how can your shaitel stand? It's artificial. It would make your shaitel stand. Okay, if you ever heard some things that I've heard in my office, of people coming to tell me their life stories, whatever, there is a huge Yitzhahara in this area. You know, huge. And even people, you, this person, you can never imagine in a million, I'm telling you, you can never imagine in a million years, there is a Yitzhahara in this area. And a person has to be very, very careful. Uh, so because the Iker is so important, just like by Nazar to keep his oath, not to drink wine, the Torah says, don't have raisins, don't have grapes, don't have grape juice. So too, here with Shermit says that this is the Ratzimokon, which also says something in general, it says, don't get near it, certainly in these type of things. Anything related to like, uh, promiscuousness uh, or a carnival close to it, right? You mean, you, I, I can understand. I've been at Orthodox Jewish houses in this community. You walk in their house, you see the magazines they're reading. You know, half naked woman on the cover talking about their lifestyles and their lives. And people read this garbage. Hey, what do you think that puts into your head when you read this? Garbage. What do you do if it's a family member? Who reads it? What? Who reads it? Or no, no, no. For for hugging and kissing, you know. Like, like a, well, obviously you can cut kiss your parents uh, yeah. or grandparents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cousins? I mean, like no. So really, technically, no. This is a good. This is a great question. Um, if uh, you, without getting into too many details, in cases of bali chuva or people who don't know better, one should ask because. There's a difference if you grab them or they grab you and how to deal with it, you know. I remember somebody I know was more modern and they became religious. This, this person is about six foot four and about 320 pounds. Big guy. And when he got home from yeshiva, his mother's friend, he was about 18, 19 years old, said, I want to give you a hug. I, I haven't seen you so long. His mother's friend, he's 18, she must be 45, whatever she was at the time. He says, no, I can't hug you. So no, you're going to hug me. And so he told me, she started to chase him. <laughs> and this six foot four, six foot five guy, he said, literally, he was running around the table, and she was running after, give me a hug! 
right? You know, so, you know, if you have a cousin like that uh, or anything like that, one should ask privately how to deal with that. Um, certainly one should ask a question on, on that. Um, relatives are sticky business. That's why I said it. But anyone who's not a relative, doesn't, I'm not saying it's okay. What I'm saying is you should ask how to deal with it. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So, this area, reading that stuff, expo- watching movies, listening to me. I mean, so much of the culture today in music is so vulgar in this area. What does it put into its someone's head? Like, what does it do to a Jewish brain, which is supposed to be filled with Torah, filled with mitzvahs, filled with kedusha, with sanctity? Rachmanah, what was to us? What it does, you understand... Our neshamas are so impacted by this, so affected by this. When we people read a novel or the stories of Hollywood lifestyles or musicians, it deeply, deeply affects a person's kedusha. When a person watches a movie, which has all kinds of scenes in it, it deeply, deeply puts wrong thoughts into a person. And it happens to be, it's, it's fantasy thoughts. It's, these things aren't even real. It's fake. All you have to do is look how these people, how they how they're actually happier with how they live afterwards. But it's but it it it, it 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 it's so destructive to a person, um, and therefore a person should stay away from anything like that. Whether it's action, ben what you're seeing, ben you're listening to the music you listen to, ben bedibor, how you talk, ben mashmiya. But if you don't know what do you think? What goes through what goes through your head? You know, I read once a study that in public schools that are you know, we talk about boys and girls being separate education, that in public schools and like in like I think tenth, eleventh, and twelfth graders, they're in classes, they think the boys think about the girls like every fifteen or twenty seconds ago. So they goes through a boy's head. Right? Now they're at the peak of their hormones, they're singing class together. They're not dressed like they are in Yeshiva or in Beisakov. I mean, what do you, you know, but that's what's going through your head. Hey, that's what's pounding through these people's heads. Um, so even how you think, I'll bring you proof. From the words of our sages, whether about touching, whether it's, you know, you know, uh, you know, hugging, Touching, you know, padding, anything like that. We already discussed inappropriate. It's actually that's biblically prohibited. It's a Torah prohibition. So much so, it's so severe that it's yarg valyapur. If a person would put a gun to someone's head and say, "Kiss this man for the lady to kiss a man who's not your husband," you know what you have to do? What do you have to do? Give up your life. If they give up your life, it's not just it's one of it's connected to the three yarag valyavors. Um, uh, so he says that you for sure have to stay away. But Riyab, what about sight? It says the Gemara says again by men. This is this is much more particular to men. But woe is to a woman who purposefully, who, who wantonly, causes a man to stumble, and that's because the way she's dressed. Or the way she acts. So it says, The Pasuk, the, the Gemara says in Brachas, that from hand to hand, uh, he won't be spared from evil, which means H-E-L-L. Do I have to pronounce the word? Gehenem. Right? The Gemara says, person who, gives, who changes money, a man this is talking about, just to stare at the woman, just to gaze at her and check her out. Right? Uh, well, for even that one, you know, gaze will be, will not be spared from Gehenim. There will be an accounting for that, right? Because you, the, the Gemara, the Gemara is saying is this is damaging. It puts all kinds of images into your head. And again, men, this is you asked the question of men. I very often say this, and I'm not gonna, so on a Shabbos day, I'm not going to talk about this because. You have people of all kinds of levels, and you have it's a mixed crowd, and I would never discuss in a mixed crowd because it's not 
topic. I would speak to men separately, women separately. I don't know if you have younger people over here, but certainly for men, this is a major issue. Again, just look at the end. I've had people come into my office, men, as your ladies. I, 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 I'm just going to say this, and I know there are at least five to six ladies who listen to this class that I know of um, weekly. Um, you have a, an absolute responsibility to have a, a filtered internet in your house. I can tell you, if it's not filtered, your husbands are seeing women in bikinis every day of the year. And they're not even looking for it, but they're seeing it. And if you think that their heads never think about this stuff, you are, excuse my language, delusional. <laughs> when they see a model on their bank, you know, like this, or like this, right? They're not thinking Maish uh, Rabbeinu at that moment. Rabbi Kiva Eger. Right? You should, the, the typical thing, when you have magazines in your house, right, with uh, whatever, Brooke or Christy or Misty, or whatever the name is, or Maria on the cover, and your husband walks by, he's also not thinking of Sarshnir. Okay? Men, the, it, it, men are very, very weak. Very, very weak. And, you know, I, I, I'm being frank over here because we can be, it's important. If you have stuff in your house, you should create a home which is Torahdik, right? You don't have a computer where I'm sure all of your husbands are good people. They're not looking to, to look at the beaches of, of, of Brazil. But you shouldn't have a computer which is wide open. You can watch whatever website, just block the images, Right or or have some kind of filter that you don't purposely on purpose see this. You shouldn't have magazines lying around, ladies' magazines, which or whatever, which men are going to sit there and you know read the articles. I'm just reading the article. Uh, so my so again, I you know I, I would like to say it's not true, but it is true. And and you're you're responsible for your house to create a house of kedusha, a house of holiness. Certainly, if you have boys, if you have, you know, I don't think it's a situation, but if you have, if you say people listening have this, um, you know, I mean, you have 10 year old boys, 12 year old boys, 14 year old boys, 15 year old boys, I don't care what people are thinking. You know, I, I can tell you in the schools, there are issues because kids will look at things online or magazines or all that sort of stuff. So, again, I'm just stressing. It's a woman's obligation to create this reality uh, in their home view. Why do the generation of the desert need kapara? Why? When they went to war, now you have to, I want to tell you something. In the old days of war, you ever know the story of the, the Ifastar? Who the Ifastar was? The, the captive lady, they would take her. If the guy wanted to marry her, he had to make her look unkempt. Why, what, what was this? The, the soldiers were relatively pious soldiers in those days. But when they used to go to war, they'd have the, uh, the, these, some, of these, some of the gentle armies would have women dressed up, sometimes completely unclad, to disrupt the opposing soldiers. You know, they'd be in the middle of war and they'd be checking out these women, right? So be, you're fighting a war. Imagine fighting a war if you're a man and on the other side there are all kinds of ladies, you know, distracting you. So when you, if you would win the war, there was a big gate Sahara. So the Gemara says that when the Torah says when they came back from war, even if they did nothing, their heads were affected by this. Okay? Um, Why is it la- did, it, did the Torah say the outer jewelry with the, the inner jewelry? Again, if a person, if a man stares with the intention of having improper thoughts at a woman's revealed parts or fingers, it's as if he looked at her most private parts. That's what the Gemara says. When you, when a man stares at a woman, I, again, you know, I, 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 I understand that uh, this, this is a little bit, ugh, whatever. But it's super important to, 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 to be cognizant health in a healthy way that how 
why the Torah is very careful about this. Again, just look at society at large. You know, what goes on. Uh, and in, in being disingenuous and sweeping things into the carpet and pretending things don't happen, right, you need, a person should realize that, that for men to stare at these things are very, very serious. If you are a Torah says, this yourself from evil. Uh, a man is forbidden to look at a woman, to look at a woman with the intention of having sexual thoughts, right? To check her out. Uh, even if she's a pnuya, even if she's a single girl, even if she, or certainly a married woman, even if she's unattractive, it's forbidden to stare at a, for a man to stare at a woman with improper thoughts. Now, can you look and talk? Yeah, I think I'm doing that right now, right? You know, uh, at the end of the day, right, it's forbidden to look at somebody with improper thoughts for a man. And women really don't have the seat Sahara, and sometimes it's hard for women to imagine. But this is a fact. Again, look how all the commercials are. Look at what the most websites are. We know that many women will dress in a certain way in order to bring attention to themselves because they know this. Right? So I just, again, it's, it, we don't like to talk about this. In general, I wouldn't talk about this. But since we're learning it, we're learning about Nikias, it's very important. Dibor um, Ma'isha, talking. There's ways that men and women should talk to each other. It should never be beyond platonic unless it's your husband. Right? It could be an intellectual conversation. It could be friendly. But it should not be flirty. <laughs> it should not be intimate. Intimate conversations should not go on between men and women. Right? Uh, again, if you want to talk about politics or uh, the Parsha. Business, right? Yeah. But there's a difference of business environment then, you know, you're in your company and you're talking to the secretary. She's talking to you about her beach. The man's talking to the secretary about her beach. And, and he asks her, religious man, Maisha. Uh, I won't say Maisha. Uh, uh, Baruch. You know, oh, what did you wear at the beach? What do you think of that question? What did you wear at the beach? Now, she's not Jewish. Right? Or she's not, oh, you're at the beach. Or you're, you, you're the lady and you tell your boss, Oh, you should see the dress that I wore last night, the shoes, or you know, uh, you know, you know, the, the this lady Hannah tells her boss Mark, Mark, that's a really handsome shirt you're wearing over there. That's a really suave shirt. Or Mark, you're really the best, Mark. Mark, you know, when I work for you, I it just it makes me feel great. I I love you, Mark. I love working for you. You know now. Like the, you know, she made me gushy, right? Like that type of stuff is toxic. You may mean well, but let me tell you what goes on in Mark's head when a woman does that. She loves me. <laughs> Mark says, hmm, that Hannah. Hmm. You know, I love her too. I mean, I think of those terms. But what goes through Mark's head, he thinks about Hannah. Men love compliments. You know, again, I'm not saying a woman can't compliment a man. Certainly she could. But there's ways to compliment, right? There's, there's differences. There's fine lines. I, you know, everyone here knows uh, that I'm a Mrs. person. I call mar- married ladies as a general rule. Uh, Mrs. With, with, unless there's a certain reason I'll, I'll, I'll break it uh, at times. Um, it, it, you know, if I'm dealing with the second ultimate, I'll use the first name if, if, if it's going to be a whole hullabaloo. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I have to deal with the people in the show all the time. And I deal with people's very often intimate situations. That's the nature of being a rabbi. I want there to be a distance at some level, right? It shouldn't be that I hear everyone's dirty laundry or clean laundry or beautiful laundry. But there, there has to be some kind of system where... I, you know, it's there is a separation, right? You're not buddy buddies with people, you know. And I can tell you, 
and you can read the newspapers, you just or search for it, don't search for it. There's incidents even with rabbis. <laughs> you know, things happen. Right? You know, and you know, people there's ways to talk to people who are not your spouse. Again, some of this is subjective. Some of this is who you're dealing with. But but we all know, and I don't have to get specific, that there's there is ways we talk which are refined and befitting and normal. I think we should be normal. I'm a big fan of being normal in this area, not being crazy. Um, to, you know, but but uh, at the same time, kedusha and proper kedarim. Okay, um, so the way we talk, the Gemara says, "Vayishanino kol mar besicham Esav." For man talks too much to woman, goyrim ra'a laatzmo. He causes bad to himself. You know why? He will think about her. He will start to be connected to her. I've seen, read about multiple cases of men doing one or two things. Having friends on Facebook and leaving their spouse or cheating on their spouse. I'm not talking about Goyim. which could probably be thousands of Orthodox Jews. Right? About religious Jews. Right? And, and, but, and, and women leaving their husbands, by the way. <laughs> right? They, they establish a relationship. It's on Facebook. That's, that's on, you know, on, on some social media. Of course, it'll lead to talking, blah, blah, blah. More than one, multiple cases I've seen of that. Uh, not personally, but I've read, read about. Um, but, you know, be, be, uh, you know, beyond that, you know, uh, if you People think, people harp, people compare. You know, it's not, it's not healthy. listening, The Torah says, For man to listen to women sing is erva. So again, men are super sensitive in this area. Um, and therefore, you know, I, I think I once, I don't know if I ever said this story here, but I think I did. Um, that, uh, you know, there was a, an incident at the coast many, 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 many years ago. Um, and the women who were singing, there were soldiers, and people were protesting. And it happened to be that some journalists were uh, interviewing the Ger Rebbe. So, Ger, Ger Hasidim, Ger is the largest Hasidic group in Israel. Okay? The largest Hasidic group in America is Satmer. The second largest is Chabad. And the largest Hasidic group in Israel is Ger. And the second largest is Vishnu, and then Bells. Uh, so they, they went to the Rebbe and said, like, how could these people, people, I, women sing in front of me all the time, it doesn't bother me when I go to Reporter asked us to the Ger Rebbe, what's, what, how weak, you, you're, 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 you religious Jews are weak creatures. What do you think of the question? Sound crazy? So the Ger Rebbe, so the Ger Rebbe told him, so I want to tell you something. He said, if you go into the desert, into the negative desert, you can meet Bedouins. Right? You know what Bedouin, do you know what kind of shoes Bedouins often wear? This is about 35 years ago. No, they don't wear shoes. They walk on the sand. They can walk on rocks. They can walk and you take someone from Tel Aviv, can't walk there and needs to put on shoes. So what's the difference between a Bedouin or, or city folk? So the Bedouin, they walk from little kids on rocks, even on glass, and their feet become callous. The bottom of their feet become very thick and callous. And a person from the city is wearing shoes, they're very sensitive. And therefore, if they sit, step until they prickly or sharp, it hurts them. He said, do you think that the fact that your foot is callous is a good thing? It means you're not sensitive. He said, you have no you're callous. People who are sensitive to Kedusha are careful. You know, today, the music out there, again, most of these ladies singing, are not singing about kindness and generosity and uh, godliness and holiness. Pretty much the opposite of all of that. Uh, but even a woman's voice is certainly attractive to a man. And again, for us who are on a higher level, A, 
we want to be Kaddish. And B, um, you know, again, culpability to society. If a woman sings in front of a man, a man will think about her. And a woman perhaps cannot appreciate that because you, you, you don't think of those terms, but they do. Yep. When we sing, sometimes ladies sing together with men. Okay, so so very good question. So th- there's there's in theory the best thing. Now a, a woman, it's important for women, just like men, enjoy. to be to enjoy and to be spiritually motivated and to connect to tefillah. Um, so uh, you know, if you'd ask me, the, uh, the best would be to sing and enjoy, but not to be so loud that men can hear you. Uh, that's the highest level. There is room for leniency if the men are singing as well, because you can't distinguish the voices. That's one area of leniency. And especially here, you can't even see each other, so you have no idea who's singing. Um, if a woman's going to be so loud that I can hear uh, Mrs. Uh, Schnitzelbaum, you know, Right? I was scared to my voice over here. I'm singing on the beam when I hear Mrs. Sch- it's not that bad, right? I hear Mrs. Sch- Mrs. Schnitzelbaum singing her, you know, oratory. You know, I think she's in the New York Opera uh, in the Met. You know, that's a that's would be a lack of tzniyus. I it should not be that somebody's so loud, you know, that I can hear. I don't. <laughs> you know, men don't go so high, you know. Right? So uh, so that would be improper. I, you know, I, 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 all of these things are, you know, are are a fine balance. But but I, but again, as a general rule, a woman should not sing where men can can hear. That, that applies in the shul. That applies at at a Shabbos table. If I had somebody who was a baltruf at my own table who, who was singing, I would just sing louder myself. I've had that at times, right? So my Zemir is getting, Yom Zemichu, but I go, all of a sudden I go up. You know, uh, again, is there a leniency if there's more than one voice, technically? But one should know that some people are not lenient at all. And, and I, I would, if it would be a religious lady, I would tell her, please stop singing. I would, I would, if, I, if, I, if I would be in, uh, in, in a community where I fall, in this community for some ladies also, you know, um, a few ladies, I'll tell you right now, if any of you come to my house and you would sing loudly, I would, I would have to figure out a way to ask my wife to maybe come over to you and say maybe a little bit lower. I've never had to do that, by the way. I'm just, I'm just saying theoretically. But if I would have a girl on my table who was not religious and she was loud, I would just sing louder because I would rely on the leaning opinions. And my, my point is I'm trying to show you is that, that there's black and whites and there's a certain amount of being savvy and being cognizant. If there are legitimate heterum at times for people who don't know better, um you know, what one could be leaning Again, you have to know yourself also. Some things, are, are people are very sensitive and uh, where other people are not. So it's part of that as well and part of your dynamic and part of, like, you asked before about family dynamics. There's lots of questions. But if you're asking what's proper, it's certainly proper that a woman's voice should not be heard, even with a mixed audience. I mean, she's, I can't, I just, you know, I can hear the, I don't know, love, but I don't have no idea who it is. I don't know if it's Jensenbaum, or Mrs. Flammenbaum, or uh, Mrs. Rudenberger, you know, I have no idea. Uh, I have no idea. But I can hear LA's voice, but that that would be the best not to have them. Okay. Also, a morality of the mouth and ear. Talking. It is so disgusting. I'm going to use that word. When, when people think that if they're talking about uh, Bill Clinton... Or uh, Weinstein, or uh, or other anyone like that, you can, you know, it's we're just talking about the news, current events, and to talk about their lifestyles, you know, or movie stars, or sports stars, or whatever kind of person, right? a person should not talk about. And this includes, I'm going to tell you something. This is a lady's shirt. Heart's being horrific. Um, Woman, because I know this happens, I've dealt with this once or, tw- once or twice, not more than that. Woman talking to a woman about their private lives. I think that's revolting. 
the Torah think that's revolting. I think it's the greatest breach of a person's private life with a spouse. I cannot imagine what goes through a person's mind to talk about that at all. But it's certainly a tremendous breach in this area. A, a, a tremendous breach in Kedusha. Right? People should not talk about some of their own lives, but even the lives of others, whether it's in the news, whether it's in a feature uh, film, if someone would ever see that, or anything of that sort. The person should not talk about Znus. I, I once... Uh, uh, sexual acts about other people's Znus. Znut. That's Hebrew. I, I once had somebody tell somebody else's husband a good way to excite his wife. I thought I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I'm telling you a truth. That's true. Somebody, a lady, told a man in the Bay Area good ways not to excite his wife. Right? I, I, you can ask me afterwards. Or <laughs> ask someone else. You know, I mean, that kind of talk is disgusting. Right? I mean, if you're a therapist or a rabbi, you have, this is not like a small talk chatter over here. Uh, anything like that between lady and lady, between man and man, you know, Mr. Trump, locker room talk. I mean, the man's a bore in that sense. How do you all talk like that? You know, I mean, like that, that's a bore to talk like that. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, there's no locker room talk. We don't have a concept of locker room talk. Right? We don't have a concept of you know, that we have a concept of kedusha, of holiness, of, of being careful what goes through our hearts, souls, our brains, right? <coughs> and all this discussion is scintillating and disruptive. The um, should never talk about people's acts, your own acts of uh, intimacy. Or you should listen to them. You're in a conversation and you're listening to it. Could be on the radio, could be on the news, it could be wherever. You shouldn't be listening unless it's very important that you know for whatever reason. <laughs> it's not good for you to, to hear. It's not good for you to listen to. Uh, our sages already uh, spoke out strongly against the Amru. You should not see any. Matters of immorality amongst you. Irvastibor, Zenibopa. Like the, the, the curse words in America are all, many of the vulgarities are either bathroom words or a debasement of Kedusha, a debasement of what should be the most holy act. It's a vulgarity. The words that a person uses, the euphemisms that a person uses, that a person listens to should be sanctified and not about the most disgusting debasement of, of all that's holy. V'amru nivlas peh. This is very serious. Person uses vulgar language. Person uses dirty language. Person uses um, uh, talks about other people's lives. Saras mischachas. Uh, young, young men, Jewish men could possibly die. You know why? Because it's typically a young, it's a locker room talk. You know, the Gemara says over there, actually, that's actually the next thing, actually. And Kalmanavel Pet, anyone who speaks lewdly, lewdly, does anyone know what a lewdly is? Lewdness? Vulgarly, about this area. Mamikim Logan, God. Deepens Gehenna for such a person. The Amr call a When a woman gets married, or men and women get married, everyone knows what happens that night. Everyone knows what happens that night. It's part of marriage, right? Men and women are together that night. Hakol yoidim. Lama el kol manal pilv. But anyone who speaks about it, afilu gzardin shall shiv mishalatovim. If you had something good coming for seventy years, hoifchum loy l'ra. 
can turn to the bad. It's such a serious punishment. It's such a debasement. It's hoifchem loy l'ra'a. V'yamru oid, afil sicha kala ben ish ishto, even a casual conversation, is magidon l'adam b'shasadin. So if, you, if a person debases how they speak, that will be told over to them at the time of judgment. I'm <coughs> sorry, my voice. Avina Shmia, so fish over here. Listening. Uh, also, you're listening to the conversation. They're talking about, uh, you know, the whole, the latest and greatest in, in Hollywood, or this, this scene in the movie, or what they do, or how they act, and you're just listening. Or you're listening to the radio, right? And the radio hosts, it's your favorite politics. I know Mrs. Stone's a big liberal, so she probably listens to the left-wing news, right? right? From Russia, communist, communist, right? Uh, so, you know, no, or, or, or the right, or the left, or joke side, right? And you, I, it's my favorite host. And they're talking about something which is perverse. You have to turn it off. You can't sit there and listen to them. Um, I know, you can't just sit. If they were talking about, you know, just like, if, by the way, if they're talking about anti-Semitic stuff, you don't want to listen to that. I, I, none of them are. But my point is, is, is listening, also, the, the ears, what do, we, what do we say every day? Shema Yisrael. Right? Shema. Shema means when you listen, you, you, you focus. Right? Understand. It goes through your brain. You say, I'm not doing anything. I'm just driving my car. He, you know, she, he, on the radio is talking about it. I'm just driving, you know. You can't listen to this talking about pride, the, 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 these type of things. Um, even the, 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 uh, the listeners are scorned by, uh, by, by Hashem. All, all of man's senses, listening, talking, touching, uh, speaking, uh, all the, everything. A person has to be careful, to be knocky, to be clean from the toxicity of improper relationships. Again, we're going to pick up, we'll be finishing probably shortly. Next week, there's no class. You know, I, I, you would think to yourself, ladies, you're far from this, but we're in a world around us, right? We have to be obvi- we have to be uh, aware of it, and when we're aware of it. Not only can we stay away from the bad, but really an opportunity to sanctify the good. Okay, thank you.